when we have children, one of the greatest blessings of being able to, to see your children raised up, one of the greatest blessings of, of man is if their children walk in the ways of God. And then it is the greatest blessing. But then added to that, what? think about it. Think about uh, businesses that have been in business for over 100 years where it's, you know, so-and-so and son. You know, where the business gets passed down. Like the child grew up in it, learned it, and he took over the business, and then the grandchildren are now taking over the business. It's like leaving a legacy or a heritage. The greatest thing is giving something that can be handed off to your children and your children carry it on out of holiness and out of uh, doing what, and they can go greater and do farther because things have been set up for them. God wanted the same thing. He's like, let us make man in our image and he can do the same thing that we do. He can have dominion. He can rule over and he can produce and be fruitful and multiply. That's what God was doing. And so when he gave it to man, he couldn't go, oh, Adam, no, 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 oh, you, you're just really making a mess of things. Never mind, never mind. I, you know what? Take, I'm taking that title off of you. You don't have dominion any longer. Never mind. I'm taking that back, and I'm going to take over because you're really doing a bad job, Adam. He didn't do that. When he gives it, he gives the calling, and it's irrevocable. He doesn't pull it back. He doesn't say, okay, here, oh, well, no, 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 you, you just messed that whole up. You just watched that up. But Adam, because of sin, handed it over to Satan. That's why Satan is called the prince of this world now. So he has dominion. Unless, unless we receive Jesus Christ, then we are given the power and the authority to do what? Bring his kingdom to earth. So by doing that, we again can have dominion. How? By walking in the authority that he's given us. His name, his word, the blood of Jesus Christ, his righteousness that covers us, all of these things that he's given us. So he has given us authority. And we sit and go, God, you know, why aren't you doing something in this situation? Well, we have to be the ones to take authority over it. We have to be the ones to have dominion and to rule and reign on this earth. How? By what he has given us, the authority. What we can't do in the natural, we do pray about, but there is actually a lot of commanding in the spirit that goes on. It's not pleading. And that's where most Christians miss it. There's a lot of pleading. Oh, God, help me, don't you see me in this situation? It's never going to be. He says, no, you are a king and a priesthood. You speak what needs to happen in this situation. You, that's what Moses did. What did he do? He stuck the rod over the sea. The rod was what? We went over this last week, guys. The rod was the word. The word. When it was a symbol of the word. Jesus Christ was the rod of Jesse that was taken out over the sea and the sea split. That big obstacle was no longer an obstacle anymore. And they marched across on dry land. We are to speak forth the word. We are to be like God is. We are to be. So many people say, well, you know, we're supposed to be God-like. Yes, we are. But then if you say that, that you are taking dominion over something, well, you're not God. No, I'm not God, but I am God-like. I work to be God-like. He is the author and the finisher 
of my faith. He is the one that teaches me. That's the renewal of the mind that we go through. We renew our mind because we are now new creatures in Christ. New creatures in Christ. We, the old has gone. The new has come. We renew our mind to who he is. We renew our mind to, to the, the kingdom mindset, which is not a mindset of this world. And that's where we, we mess up because we still try to operate in this world according to this world system. But we're in a new kingdom. He's pulled us out of darkness and into the kingdom of light. So now we operate in the kingdom of light, but we got to know how the kingdom of light operates. So there's this process of learning how through the word. If we do not get into this, we will not operate in the word and we will not understand why the, we're having such a situation in, in our life. So, God, why are you doing it? Well, have you gotten in the word? No, but God, can't you just do this? Can't you just make this stop happening? Can't you just... Honey, I gave you authority. Get in the word. Get in the word. Okay, so he will not go against his own word because that means he'll be going against himself because he is the word. And if he's going to be a just God... And if he's going to be a faithful God, then we want him to be just and faithful and not go against what he said, correct? So many times we're like, well, God, you know, you saw my heart. My heart's really good. My motive is good. Then why, why won't you just see uh, me through this? Or why won't you just, uh, you know, my, my intentions were good. I know I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but my intention, my heart is good. But he can't go against his word. If he did, he would be unfaithful. And then when someone does something wrong against us, we want him to be faithful to his word, right? When we do what we're supposed to do, we want him to be faithful to his word and uphold his promises. So we gotta, we gotta figure out what we want, right? <laughs> if we want him to be faithful and just, then we need to expect it on the other end too, to be faithful and just even when we haven't done what we're supposed to do. Because he cannot go against his word because that would mean he's going against himself. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, number two. So number one, the word is God. It is Christ. It is spirit. Number two, the word governs all created things. The word governs all created things. I'm writing that turn over to Hebrews 1, verse 3. Hebrews 1, 
because faith is believing in what he says. So this is like the fundamental basic of what we have to understand is the power, the authority of the word. So Hebrews 1, 3. It says the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Just like I said, he's the, he shines out God's glory. He shines out who God is. When he came, he was shining out God and showing us who the Father was. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. The word governs all things. Everything is held together by his word. And it goes on, it says, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. He's sitting down on the throne. Why? Because he has given us all authority. His work is done, and he has handed us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Turn over to uh, Colossians. Colossians 1. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Remember, this is the word. This is the word. When it's saying that it was created by him, when it was created through him, for him, and that all, all things hold together, all things hold together by what? The word. Now, isn't that amazing? Everything is governed by word, by the word. This country is governed by what? Words. It's governed by words on paper. Those words were spoken out when they were when they were determining what was going to be good for this country based on what they saw and based on where they had come from. And they began to talk and we don't want this. We want to make sure we're guarded from this. Let's write this down. This is going to be a law. It was spoken out and they agreed to it and put it on paper. That's what the Bible is. It's the word of God on paper. And it governs all things. If it governs all things, then it governs the, the lesser world, which is the natural world, the physical world. Because the physical world, get this, the physical world is the manifestation of the spirit being spoken. Am I losing you? Are you with me? The physical world is the manifestation of the spirit being spoken. Let there be like, let there be, let there be. And as they spoke it, it says all things were created, visible and invisible, which we'll get into that on another day, because that, that right there will give you a whole nother uh, understanding of how to create, but we're not there yet. But I wanna get there, because this is how we bring into the physical realm what we need. Because it's only out of the invisible that we can create the visible. 
all things run and are governed by the word of God. So from that, we have to understand that the, that the invisible word of God, even though, yeah, we have it on paper, this is the written word of God, logos. But then there's the rhema. There's the spoken word of God where it comes alive on the inside of you, where you read it and it's just like, boom, that was for you. Boom, that was for my situation. Yes, that just spoke to me and it stirs on the inside of you. It stirs your spirit. Why? Because the word is spirit and it is truth. It is spirit and it is truth. All right, number three, if it governs all things, then that means nothing can go against it. Nothing can stand against it. Unless what? Unless we are deceived. When we're deceived, then we won't understand and we'll operate according to another level. When we operate on that level without the truth, we're pretty much agreeing that, okay, this, this level here is okay for me. That this is, this is the understanding that I have, and the enemy has deceived us just like he deceived Eve. And in the beginning, when, when he deceived Eve, how did he do it? Through questioning, through getting her to think in a different way, to, to make her think that God was holding out on her, that she really wasn't as great as what God had created her to be. That her identity that God created her to rule in he, he was saying, uh, God's holding out some wisdom on you. If you just eat this, then your eyes will really come open, and then you will know good and evil. Well, the thing is, what she didn't understand was this evil was something that was not good for her, and that it would, that it would make her feel like burdened and junk, and it would separate for her from God. So even though it wasn't something that she uh, had in her life, yes, that was true, but it was for her better that she didn't have that in her life. But because she didn't know who she was, and she was deceived in her identity, and she was deceived in the idea that she, even though she was, she was created in God's image, and she had everything that she needed to, for godliness and for life, she was deceived. And she thought, oh, God hasn't given it all to me. I don't have everything that God has. Yeah, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to do this. And if we're deceived in our mind, then we lower ourselves to being governed by a different world and system. But if we'll get a hold of the truth, then we put ourselves in a position that we are governed by the things of God, the kingdom of God, the light of God. All right. Number three, the word is the word gives light since I'm already there let's do that the word gives light and then you can turn to Psalms 119 understand that the word gives light it gives understanding it gives revelation that would be probably a better way to understand it so you're not thinking oh it gives light like a flashlight but if you want to go there think about that if you walk into a dark room 
you know, and you have a flashlight and you turn it on, it's going to expose the path. It's going to expose what's in that room. It's going to expose the hidden things. It's going to expose the, the layout of that room. So it gives light to our understanding. It gives revelation. It gives uh, un just the um, understanding to our situation. And if you look at, at Psalms 119, 130, It says, the unfolding of your words, or the entrance of your word, gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So when we are confused about something in our life, or we're, we're, we just kind of are beating our heads against the wall on something, and we just can't seem to find that breakthrough, we can't seem to uh, figure out, like, what's the problem? Then many times it's because we don't have enough understanding in that area to be able to, to uh, control it or to be able to bring us through the breakthrough of it. So if you were here the, a few weeks ago when I uh, made the comment about the mom that was like jerking her kid out of the restaurant and yelling and cussing at him out front and like being in her mind, her way of controlling him was she had to go to that level in order to be able to control his behavior because she didn't understand how to do it in a calm way and be able to talk to the child and, and be able to um, maybe put certain disciplines in place calmly to be able to get the result that was needed. But if she would be trained and if she would maybe pick up a couple books on parenting, then she would be able to break through that. And she wouldn't be acting out in rage. She wouldn't be acting out in unpeaceful, uh, and she wouldn't be embarrassing herself in front of everybody, because I was literally ready to go over and slap her. But like seriously, I was just like, woman, come on, you know there's, there's some books for this, like go get some education. <laughs> like you're like destroying this child's destiny. But I mean, cause he's just like, you know, and just if there, just a little bit, take a, a, a couple weeks, like open some books and find some new techniques. This one's not working. <laughs> but it's the same thing in our own life sometimes. Sometimes we gotta educate ourselves on what's going on in our situation. The word of God will bring entrance of light. It will bring understanding to our simple minds. Now, am I calling you simple? No, I'm saying simple as in we, we don't have all the information that we need in order to be successful. So the word of God brings understanding and drives out the confusion. Every situation in life, every obstacle in life is because of lack of knowledge. My children are destroyed. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Not destroyed because of bombs coming down and going to blow them to bits. Destroyed because they stay on a path of, of not being able to have success to the point that it, it steals their hope, it steals their joy, and they just finally just quit. And they just stay in that moment. And they just stay in a place where they don't continue uh, the path of, of, of going up and advancing. My children are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Everything is a knowledge problem, a word problem. Meaning if we don't have enough of this, then we're, going to, we're not gonna find the answer to our issue. So his word gives light, it gives understanding, revelation, and it drives away confusion. This is the last one for the day, I'm only gonna get through four. 
Number four, his word is unbreakable or indestructible, if you like that word better. But reminds you of like superheroes and like muscles and power, but indestructible. And then you can turn to First Peter. Same thing with the word of God. 
If you use the word of God on your behalf, it, it, it settles it. It settles it. The enemy can no longer rule in your behalf anymore or against you anymore because you just settled it with the word of God. That's how much power the word of God has. It is imperishable. It is indestructible. It is unbreakable, the word of God. And of course it goes on and says, for men, all men are like grass. And all their glory is like the flowers of the field. But the grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever. The word of the Lord stands forever. It will never die. It, ne it will never be destructed. No matter what uh, person was in power, no matter how many emperors, no matter how many kings, no matter how many rulers tried to destroy it, it always prevailed. In fact, persecution actually ended up spreading the gospel more. Persecution always made Christianity spread. Why would that be? Because there's an indestructible seed on the inside of people that knows there's a, a live spirit on the inside of them that rises up and gives them faith. This says, I'm not bowing to this. I'm not bending my knee to this. Because I know this life is short-lived and eternity is much longer. And this small thing here is not worth me bowing. Because I have an eternity I've got to think about. I have an eternity that's ahead of me. You have an imperishable seed on the inside of you. But we have to grow it. We have to grow it with the word of God. We have to grow that thing. The more we grow it, the more we're going to be able to accomplish. The more we grow it, the more success we're going to have in life. Our success is determined by how much of this we get, how much we feed on it, how much we eat of it, how much we digest of it. It's, it's got, you've got to receive the word of God for yourself. It's not enough. It's not enough to just say, I believe in the Bible. It's not enough to just say, yeah, I believe in the word of God. Why? Because you have various situations in life. And every situation in life requires a seed to break through that thing. So it's not enough to just say Jesus is Lord. That's just the beginning. Then you got to say, what did my Lord say about this situation? And then you got to digest that. And you have to believe in that word for that situation. So you have to believe it for yourself. You have to believe that that wasn't just for Moses. That wasn't just for Abraham. That wasn't just for Daniel. That was for me. That's mine. That's going to impact my life. That's going to break through my situation. That's going to break through. The word of God is like a hammer that breaks through. It's like a fire that, that consumes everything that's not of him. Anything that's not pure, it consumes. But we've got to use it. We've got to be the judges. And judges rule how? By the word, the governing of the word that's been given to them to govern their world, their influence. That's how judges judge. They can't just say, ah, you know what, I like you. I know you murdered a few guys. But you know what, I'm just going to put you, it's, it's no problem. Don't worry about it. He can't just go against the Constitution. 
So the word of God, it, it trumps everything. I can't go up here to price cutters and walk in and they have their own set of rules that go against the Constitution. Say, so you know what? Yeah, I know we live in America, but here at Price Cutters, you can come in and do whatever you want. You can come in, you can, you can uh, abuse, you can steal, you can, you can just do whatever you want. What, whatever kind of evil you want to do here, it's fine because you'll be safe in here. No, because they still have to operate according to the law of the land. Because the law of the land trumps any kind of law. That law has to fit into the law of the land. Well, God's word trumps anything. So the authority of the word is very important in our life. Amen? Amen. I was listening to the story this week of a woman that, uh, she hadn't seen her son for, for many years, I think. Um, it was quite some time she had no idea where he was even at. She didn't know what had become of him. Uh, things obviously were not well the last time that he, he left. And so for many years, she just kind of cried about the situation and, and just felt hopeless and was just saying, oh, my son, and, and you know, he's never coming home. He's probably a mess. And he's, you know, he, he's just, all these things that he's going through probably, and, and he'll never want to speak to me again, and, and it's never going to get better. And she just kind of cried in hopelessness about this situation for a long time. And then she she started reading the word of God and she started listening to preaching and then something happened. She got a hope in the word of God. And she began to act out of faith instead of speaking out what the situation was saying. You know what she did? She started setting a table, setting a place at the table for her son even though he wasn't there. And she would say, now Robert, here's your, here's your plate. Here's your food for the night. I'm so glad you came home. And every night she would, she would set a place at the table for her son. And it was just within a few weeks, that boy came home and was in her home. It was by faith. There's power in responding to the word of God. I'm not talking. I am, please understand, I am not talking about positive thinking and positive words. Because even our words, our words are important, but even our words do not trump God's word. So it's about finding, and positive, positive confession and positive words are still going to go better than saying negative words. A person that speaks positively, their life is going to look different than a person that speaks negatively. But that's, that's just in the natural. But you take the spiritual word. You take the word of the God of the universe, the very essence. You're speaking God over that situation. Understand? Remember I said the word is God? You're speaking God over that situation. So when we speak the word of God, when we speak God, when we speak the power and the authority of God, we're not just saying, oh, I'm just going to speak some positive vibes, you know, or this, or the old vibes, good vibes, positive vibes. I'm not talking about vibes. I'm not talking about vibrations in, in, in the universe. I'm talking about the spirit of God. 
that actually gets spoken out and carries the weight and the authority of heaven and backs it. That's the power that we have living on the inside of us. If we'll use it, if we'll use it. So those were, were half. You got half today. Hallelujah. We got through half. <laughs> so don't miss next week because we'll go through the other half.